Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's at Smithtown. This week, I'm joined by one of my students. Steve is one of the adult students in my school. He's going to tell you a little bit about his story and his experience in the 90-Day Challenge. So, Steve, say hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you. Great to be here. So, uh, as Sensei said, uh, my name is Steve. I uh, joined the gym about, I guess it's going on, it'll be four years this summer, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, in terms of telling you about myself, for the radio audience, uh, myself and my daughter train here at the gym. Okay. Now, what do you do outside of here? I, I know, obviously, you work a professional job, uh, and obviously, you're a father, and so forth. So, tell me a little bit about your life outside of here. Yeah, so uh, professionally, I, I am involved in leading a team of salespeople that are involved in commercial lending. Um, so that's what I do professionally. In terms of my home life, I have uh, I have three children. My oldest is 22, uh, my son is 20, and my youngest is uh, 15. Okay. And awesome. my wife is uh, obviously at home as well. <laughs> Can't leave her out. <laughs> Definitely not. She she would get mad at us if we left her out. For sure. So now, as you mentioned, your daughter does train here. You started as a parent in the lobby. So please, tell us about what brought your family here to Tiger Shulman Smithtown originally. Yeah, so it's one word, Amy. So uh, so Amy was looking to do, she, back when she was about 11 or 12, uh, she was really into the show American Ninja. And so that was her original idea about what she wanted to do physically and challenge herself. And there's no American Ninja out there that I'm aware of in terms of uh, schools or things like that. So she got the idea of, uh, why don't I explore karate? And uh, Janet did a lot of the work in exploring some of the local karate uh, schools here in Smithtown. And um, we tried probably about three or four, and, and we just didn't find the right fit. And then ironically, uh, a good friend of mine, you know this, but again, the radio audience doesn't know this, uh, a good friend of mine, Senpai Doug, uh, who I've known for 50 years, uh, has been training here for about a decade and a half. Yeah, Doug, Doug started with me in my sensei school before I opened my school. And then when I opened my school, he lived so close to here that he moved right here with me. He's been with me since my doors opened. So Doug, uh, just to digress a little bit, Doug has always been giving me a little bit of flack about training in non-karate gyms and the <laughs> traditional gyms and why don't you try this. And so when we, were trying to, when we were exploring things for Amy and just couldn't find a fit, I said to Jan, I said, why don't we talk to Doug? He's been training at Tiger Shulman's for, for forever. Let's find out what he likes about it, what he thinks, and what he thinks about the idea of having Amy doing a trial class. So Amy came here, did a trial class, fell in love with it. Um, and then um, that obviously led to other things with me. Absolutely. So let's tell everybody about your introduction to the mat. As I recall, it was Father's Day class that took uh, that, that made you take your first steps on the mat. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So uh, uh, Sensei here is uh, is very good about uh, working the lobby, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, so I think there was a little bit of uh, you know a gentle nudge, uh, maybe a little bit of a challenge. Why don't you try this? Why don't you get out of the lobby? Why don't you give it a whirl? And um, and then also, I think you probably engaged Amy in that a little bit. So from a competitive perspective, uh, I was dragged on the mat initially, uh, I guess three Father's, uh, Father's Days ago, and you were kind enough to give us the trial. I think at the time was maybe 30 days. Something you got a little like that, coupon yeah. or something like that. And so I did it. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I was hooked pretty much right away. It's such a great story and it's such a common story. People who take that step over the bumper, it can be such a scary thing for a person to take that initial step. You grow so comfortable sitting on the bench, sitting in the chairs, watching your kid train. It's a little intimidating at first. Yeah. It's, you know, no, no parent wants their kid to be better at something than them. You want them to do better than you in life. 
But when they already have some skills and stuff, it can be a little bit intimidating. Yeah, Plus, sure. like you mentioned, one of your friends that you've known for practically your whole life is a black belt here. Right. So there's a little bit of competitive pressure there as well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to show up to class and, and hold back a black belt or a brown belt or anything like that. And the one thing that really strikes me to this day is that there's no real ego that I can feel on the mat. So, you know, you can come in here like I did as a zero belt. And, and everybody welcomes you in and they're willing to train with you and they don't necessarily try to teach you, but if they see something that they feel might help you, they'll point it out in a very constructive way, which is, which is really cool. So you don't feel intimidated. I felt intimidated, but after the first class, I'm like, no, this works. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that we at Tiger Shulman's try to pride ourselves on is having a family where it's one big giant support system. And speaking of giant support systems, uh, this past few podcasts I've been talking about the 90-Day Challenge, and you're one of the most consistent participants in the 90-Day Challenge. How many years ago did you take the first 90-Day Challenge? Yeah, it was, so it was the first year. You know, right out of the gate, I was probably with the gym maybe six months uh, falling into the calendar. And, uh, you know, so everybody else is doing that, so I said, i got to give this a whirl. So tell us, what results did you see from that first 90-Day Challenge? Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, I needed to lose some weight in the beginning. Um, I'm six foot seven for your radio audience, and, and I guess the worst compliment you can ever get is you carry your weight well, mm. which is a polite way of saying you need to get fit. Right? <laughs> that is certainly a very nice way of saying it. So, yeah, I weighed about 240 at the time. Um, and then in that first 90 days, which I know usually the first time you do something, you get the most dramatic results usually. And so I dropped about 30 pounds in that first uh, 90 day challenge uh, directionally. Yeah. Yeah. It was spectacular results. And the best part about it, in my opinion, is you've kept the weight off. You're not a person who's ever yo-yoed and put weight back on. You stayed in great shape. And despite the fact that you've stayed in great shape, you continue to do, to do the 90 day challenge year after year. I noticed you didn't fall off of the 90-day challenge afterwards. Why is it you felt you didn't fall off of, uh, of the 90-day challenge afterwards? Yeah, so I'm going to qualify it by saying results may vary. So what I mean for the radio audience, again, is one of the things that I didn't expect to come out of the training was I got some significant health benefits that you're aware of. So, um, you know, for me, since I was 18, I've had hypertension. I've always been on high blood pressure medication. I've always had, call it genetic um, cholesterol issues and I was surprised after the second uh, 90 day challenge my doctor was looking at my blood results and later said what are you doing you know he knew about the weight loss but he's like what are you doing and I told him about what I'm doing with Tiger Shulman's and the 90 day weight loss so you know fast forward to today I don't take any blood pressure medication whatsoever I'm totally normal I think I'm 120 over 70 these days and um, and the cholesterol is in totally the normal range as well and um, you know, I don't eat as healthy as Chris does. I'm mm. around, so you know, I, I, I yeah, I eat carefully and mindfully, but I don't, I can't say I eat clean. Well, I'd say compared to the average American diet, you're definitely one of the cleaner ones when you compare us to average Americans. And like I said, on top of it, you haven't yo-yoed at all. That's one of the things that struck me about your story specifically. Not only did you have those great medical benefits that you mentioned moments ago, but you're in what most people will call very good shape. You know, uh, people, uh, you mentioned that you've been friends with Doug for over 50 years. Uh, so obviously, Steve is in his 50s. He's in fantastic shape for being over 50. And most people will be very satisfied being in the kind of shape that Steve is in. But yet he does the 90-day challenge year after year. Why do you continue to do the challenge 
even though you're in such good shape? Yeah, it's probably a little bit of my professionalism and just upbringing. I just always need to have some place that I'm going. I'm not necessarily always satisfied with where I am. So for me, the 90-day challenge is a lot about the things that you talk about, give yourself a goal, um, what are you looking to achieve. So for this 90-day challenge, my, my objective was very different and it's to outperform what I did the last 90 day challenge. So last 90 day, my goal was to do as many Tiger Showman classes as I could in 90 days. I ended up doing directionally about 68. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to outdo that this year, whether or not I get there or not, we'll see. Um, and then this year I've tagged on, I'm doing a plank every day. So this is stuff that I just do for me outside of the 90 day challenge or within the 90 day challenge. It's just stuff that Steve came up with. And so I do a plank every day. It could be three minutes. It could be four minutes. The most I've ever done is five. Um, and then I also do, and you know I stink at push-ups, but I, I'm, I'm up to about maybe 10 push-ups a day where I just do you know, back-to-back. That's spectacular. If you guys think that a plank is an easy exercise, I challenge you to just try to hold a plank position for 30 seconds. And then you can truly appreciate how difficult the five minutes that Steve just mentioned is. If you meant, realize that how miserable you are after one minute, Realized that Steve did that five times over. That's very impressive. And push-ups are something that obviously you're always working on. What other goals do you have for yourself during this 90-day challenge? Anything outside of what you just mentioned? No, just uh, again, I'm going to be. I'm sticking to it. So do do the plank every day, push-ups every day. And I've had a little bit of a struggle this year as far as just the classes because I've done a little bit more business travel. Mm -hmm. So that's been impacting my ability just to stick with the schedule here. Mm -hmm. So from time to time I've done, if I can't get to one of your classes, like I'll take my gloves and go to another gym, you know, more of a traditional gym. And if they have a heavy bag, I'll just kind of try to do the Tiger Shulman's class on the heavy bag kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember even pictures of you from social media uh, when you were traveling and so forth, going to like even the gym in the hotels you were staying in and everything. So what else do you do while you're away to supplement the training here? I know you mentioned if they have a bag. So how else do you supplement the training if you're not able to be here because you're jet-setting all over the world? Yeah, it's mostly just the treadmill. And I hate the treadmill. I think I put that in one of my posts. Um, I, I love running outside. That's my thing. I need to be moving and not just going on a, on a little rubber belt. <laughs> but um, yeah, so if I'm at a hotel room, every hotel room has a treadmill, good, bad, or ugly. So you can get on there. I can usually do about a 5K on a treadmill. It's about a half hour of my time. And so this little red band here I do wear just to remind me to do something through, during the 90 days just to make sure that I honor my commitment. Yeah, Steve is referring to the, the red 90 day challenge bracelet that Sensei Ivorone handed out that reads meet the challenge. It's a nice little reminder for you to have throughout the challenge for you to look at any time you're going to reach for something maybe you shouldn't be eating or maybe you're sitting on the couch and you reach for your cell phone and you see that, that band and it reminds you to get yourself up and get yourself moving, which of course is the whole idea. Now, you know I'm very big on systems. We have a system for just about everything we do in the school, how we line up for class, how we put gloves away, and the class itself. So what systems have you put into place during your 90-day challenge in order to help you maximize your results and reach those goals that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, so there's two. There's lots of apps out there. So one, as far as food and exercise, uh, I do use the uh, MyFitness app. And so I'm able to log my meals in there and it's even got the scanner so I can do the barcode scan and quickly capture what I'm eating and it'll break down the macros for you so it's just more of an accountability thing for me 
And then for me, and other things that's a huge struggle on, on, call it the food side of it, but it's more the liquids, I'm not a very consistent water intaker. So I've been very um, conscious about logging my water throughout the day to make sure that I'm getting the right amounts or at least the minimum amount so that I can kind of feel good during the program as well. Um, but you can also log your exercise in there too. And then I sync that with a different app that I've used in the past that's called uh, Garmin Connect. And then that's more of a calendar thing, so that's a visual for me. So when I think about my goal of having to do Tiger Shulman classes every day or as many days as I can, I can actually log that manually in the Garmin app and I just log it as a TSK class workout. And then when I go back and look at the month, I can kind of see what did my pattern look like, you know, looking backwards. That's a wonderful visual. It gets, it gets your, your goals and your, uh, your training right there out in front of you. It's like a, a little kid having their tracker chart in school when they're good and they get a sticker on the chart every time they're good. But it's, it's funny, we're so visually motivated as human beings that that's a great tool. And if you're someone who needs uh, visual cues like that, that's a great idea and a great way to help you keep yourself on track and keep your patterns the way that you want them to be. Uh, now, in terms of water, I did give a tip in episode two about how to track your water and uh, my opinions on, on water bottles. I, I would suggest, I, full disclosure, we are uh, recording this the day that episode two is dropping. So uh, Steve hasn't had the chance yet to listen to episode two, but you can go back, Steve, and listen to uh, my commentary on water bottles and how I think it, to make it a little easier for yourself to track your water rather than repeat that to you guys here. So now obviously this year's 90 day challenge is a little bit different uh, in terms of us having the entire organization involved, specifically having Sensei Chris Ivorone as the lead guide for the 90 day challenge, uh, running the Facebook group, running the social media. So tell me what things that we've introduced this year that you like about this year's 90 day challenge. So I've, I've probably participated in maybe two of his live meetings, which have been really helpful. Um, again, I'm not a food person, what most people would call a foodie, that's not me. So I, I would say I've definitely learned from just hearing some of the ideas that Chris has put out there. I don't know if I'm ready to be quite the chef that he is, but, but still it's been helpful for me just to kind of think about you know, planning snacks. So I went to Amazon, I bought these little plastic snack containers so that the day before I go to my office I can kind of measure out a couple snacks and it kind of holds me accountable to that. Um, but then beyond that, I think that what I'm realizing is that there's this big uh, collective out there and people are supporting each other. And, and I forget who said it, but about a week ago, there was somebody on the site that literally sounded that they were heartbroken that they had an Oreo. And it was kind of funny. I'm like, you had an Oreo. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I think that you can resonate with that. Like, you're going to have your stumbles. You're going to have those moments where you cheat or you're tempted to cheat, but then you can kind of go out to the group and reach out to them. So that's been really good. And then lastly, um, there's a guy, Roger, out there that put out a nice little um, Spotify um, workout song track that we've all contributed to. So yes, the, the playlist, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's been very active in the Facebook group, and I've seen you, you've been one of the most active people in the Facebook group as well, uh, for at least as much as I've seen. What, what is it you like about that, that Facebook group? I'm smiling. The radio is, the audience can't see them smiling. So if, if you knew anything about me, about social media, about my, my kids would tell you that I'm the check-in nerd. So I just, <laughs> I like to check in. But I think it's also part of the accountability. I think before I started thinking about the Garmin app that I talked to you about, it was a way for me to go back 
and kind of count up all the times I've checked in here mm -hmm. and say, okay, I've worked out this many times. And so it's just accountability more than anything. Yeah, when, when you go onto our school's Facebook, if you look at how many people have checked in, you're gonna see Steve, probably 50% of them. <laughs> he checks in every time he's here, but that's great. It's a great way for him to keep himself accountable. And he checks in not only on his personal Facebook, but he also does it in the Facebook group. So all of the other uh, tr uh, students in the other Tiger Shulman schools can see him. And he's accountable not only here, but then to that, that big group of students. Uh, now, just to touch back on Sensei Ivorone and his food, he makes some really spectacular things. And he makes some really inventive and surprisingly easy things, too. Uh, he's given me a couple of recipes through the years where I was like, really? It looks like it should be so difficult. But I strongly suggest follow the 90 Day Challenge on Instagram at 90 Day Challenge 2020. Uh, you can find Cooking with Sensei, Sensei Ivorone's cooking show on YouTube. And he makes some really, really cool stuff. Like just last year, he, it was a cucumber, sweet cucumber corn waffles with jalapeno were unbelievable. He made them for me. He gave me some. He said they were here, they were like a, a gift. And I had to figure out how to make them myself. It's much easier than you would think it would be. 20 minutes of total time, and wow, unbelievable and really, really healthy. So now, as someone who has done multiple 90-day challenges, what advice would you give to people who are taking their first 90-day challenge? Yeah, it's a good question. So again, I think it depends on where you're at. Uh, you know, so I think you can either have a fitness goal, you can have a weight loss goal, or you could just have a uh, healthy lifestyle goal. So again, for me, the first one was was all about trying to lose the weight and then year two is more about fitness and then now this year is more just about being more goal driven so I think somebody who's thinking about this is just to try to pick that one thing that they're trying to accomplish and and then just keep it really small and narrow if you've never done it before and and you always talk about it keep it something that's like that smart goal is it specific is it achievable and obviously it's going to be time measured because it's, it's going to be within 90 days. Yes, he's referring to the smart method of goal setting, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timed. That's one of my topics I have planned to go over in future episodes, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, now, why should someone who's do the 90 day challenge who has never trained before, why, why would you suggest they do it? Yeah, it's a good question. I think when I think about other gym programs, it, they when they do like team exercises or weight loss, it's only usually about the weight loss. And when I think about, again, the 90-day challenge, for me personally, if you've never done it before, I think from a timing perspective, it's always done at the beginning of the year. It kind of resets your year. It kind of sets you up around that, you know, it takes 90 days to build a habit. So if you're looking to have a healthy year, it's going to set you up to that that's going to be more successful. And then the last thing, again, I, I don't think you can overestimate kind of the you know the, the team aspect of it and how we all kind of come together especially in a school and we kind of pull each other up if you're having a down day and that kind of thing. Exactly. I mentioned earlier in earlier episodes I should say that the 90 day challenge is a great first chapter of your story but also if you're someone who's currently training it also makes a great next chapter in your training. So what would you say to someone who is currently training but was on the fence as to whether or not to do the 90-day challenge. Why, why do you think they should do it? So that's somebody who's working in the gym but just hasn't done the 90-day? Exactly. Well, why not do it? I mean, you're, you, the simple answer is you're doing the same classes anyways, but now it's just more around the accountability. So I think there's, the, and again, that there's that team aspect of it that maybe you're missing. So we're doing it now uh, for your radio audience. We've kind of this like little side group chat that, that we had created where we all kind of encourage each other to come to class 
and sometimes we get on each other. If you're not coming to class like tonight, I said, is anybody going to 9 o'clock? Nobody answered. I'm like, what's going on there? You know, get to class. So I think it's just more of a tool to get people to kind of cheer each other on. Exactly. Camaraderie is everything. All right, Steve, that brings me to the end of the questions that I have for you. Thank you so much for your time. If there's anything else you'd like to tell anybody about the 90-day challenge, about your experience, this is your time. No, just do it. There's no reason not to. It's, it's, you're here anyways. You're putting in the time. You're putting in the effort. The only thing you're missing is the team aspect of it and the accountability aspect of it. So there's no reason not to do it. Awesome. Great way to go out. Thank you again for your time, Steve. So uh, once again, I can be found via email, senseileonelli at gmail. You can find me on Instagram or on Twitter at sensei underscore leonelli. You can uh, find my school online at tskSmithtown.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. And on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash smithtown. So with that being said, until next time, please, guys, rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And until then, I will see you guys on the mat.